Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back. Got another edition of uh, the Chasing the Tide saltwater segment here on the Pal and Finn Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dustin. Y'all should know me. If you don't, now you do. It's Dustin here uh, out of Texas. Um, you know, things been kind of weird the last few weeks. We've had a bunch of rain. We had some tremendous rainfall, um, kind of affected some of our little backwater areas and stuff. So I have to adjust for some fish lately and uh, just been setting up on some uh, grass flats with some sand pockets and, and, and crushing some some reds on burning spoons and uh and curly tail grubs, uh, grande, uh, actually makes a really good one that likes to spin really well with a belly weighted hook. So, you know, that's what's been going on the past few weeks. Had a tournament, uh, a couple weeks back. We, uh, me and my teammate Mike did pretty good. Uh, had a third place finish in that saltwater angler and the professional redfish league. Uh, had a good little deal going with that. So we were lucky to find fish and then turn in five decent fish over two days and, uh, hooked up with that. But, uh, enough of that. Uh, we're going to get on with the show tonight. Got a special guest tonight. From Mississippi, the M-I-S-S-I-S-S, a humpback, humpback, I state. Uh, Matt Mitchell, I'm going to bring him on right now. We're going to say hello, get a little introduction. There he is. What's going on, my man? Oh, what? Oh, How yeah. How you doing? Oh, yeah. How you doing? How you doing? We doing. We doing it. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, so how's it going? My uh my earphones just popped out. I'm about to make an adjustment here. All right. Here, I got a little excited and, and, <laughs> and, and, and knocked the cord out there. All right. Well, uh, normally we kick off this uh, segment here. We're going to ask a little bit about yourself. Give us a little backstory, uh, introduction, introduce yourself to everybody, and then tell everybody, you know, you know where you're from. What got you Mississippi kind of that way uh, and, and then where that fishing came in kind of started moving that way. Yeah, man. So I started, I'm, I'm from South Carolina originally, um, born and raised. And um, 
I migrated here like uh, I think it was 2010, the end of 2010 after I graduated. I never really traveled um, much. So I did, I, I only knew freshwater fishing, you know, fishing from the bank, fishing for blue catfish, fishing for stripers, you know. Um, but <clears throat> I ended up visiting a family member down here in Mississippi and um, I, I just didn't know that the fishery down here was, you know, was this good. So when I got down here, I was like, okay, well, where can I go fishing? That's that's my thing. Let's go fishing. Where, let's go. Let's go. They ended up taking me out to the, the front. And I mean, man, I was like, okay, I'm not leaving. I'm staying. <laughs> I love it. Yep. I said, I just can't go back, man. I, I that's, It was just, I fell in love with it, man. So you you were fishing at at a, at a younger age in South Carolina, just like in the bank, just go out there. And, oh yeah, and, you know, like, catch some blue cats, catch some bluegill, some, I would, some crappie and stuff. Oh dude, I would literally get off get off the bus and get dropped off at one of my friends' house, close to the closest bridge, and have a fold up rod in my bag with a couple <laughs> with a couple of worms that I dug like. Two or three days ago, oh I yeah, fish, I would be fishing from the bridge, you know, from just from the little bridge right there, just catching small little freaking little brim, little perch and brim, yeah, yep. brim, mm-hmm. all that, just from a little bridge. And then I would take them, and if you know we were going fishing that weekend, you know, I would probably freeze them, you know, try to use them for catfish bait and stuff yep. like that. But I started off real young, man. It, I, I mean, since I can remember, I mean, I've been fishing, and I was caught. Um, I was kind of caught between fishing and hunting for a while um, because uh, my dad, he hunted a lot also with fishing. Yeah. So it was kind of split between the both of those. But as I got older, man, I just knew my passion was fishing, man. It was just like, it wasn't nothing like it, you know? It was just nothing yeah. like it. <laughs> I. Um, That's the I, truth, for real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. That's funk. There's nothing that I can't can't other a better feeling like being out there than that. You know, I know hunting to some people is the same way, but for fishing, it's just it's different for me. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, just like you said, that thump, especially when you start progressing and moving from from bait, maybe dead bait, live bait, and then moving into artificials, and then like you said, right when, when you get to feel that fish hit that lure. And you're tricking it with something that's not real. That's when it's like, oh man, this is that's, awesome. That's this when is awesome. You know, yes, sir. You know, it's on. Because when I was young, it was the same way. I would go dig up worms in my my friend's grandma's garden. Oh yeah. <laughs> and we go to this kind of. It was like a lamp. It was like a pond, like a a canal around this house and this land. But it had like influx from uh, some fresh from some salt water, um, some brackish water creeks. And we were we catching perch and all that stuff in there one day, and then all of a sudden we like, man, I was like, man, what do I got? And I caught a redfish on a oh, on the on the, on the worm on a live worm, man, on a loot on a night crawler, and a ladyfish too. And we had caught redfish for the whole time in that little summer on live worms. Live worms, man, that's that's that's. It was crazy. crazy. I was like the thing is saying because you know they'll hit anything, and I've I've caught them on all kind of bass lures anyway. So oh yeah, you know it's like, you know it's like it didn't surprise me now, but back then it was like it really 
it, it really surprised me. Man, <laughs> I didn't know what I had. It wasn't a real big one, but you know, when you had a Zebco 202 or a 33 oh, yeah. back in the day <laughs> with a little old clip on red and white bobber oh, and yeah. a couple split shots and a little gold Aberdeen hook, and you like put that worm on there and you was all excited. You was catching a little perch and stuff. And, and then that, that redfish jumped on there. He's like, oh man. What? It's like I know what happened. Like what what just happened? And then that's when the addiction starts, man. That's when it's like, man, I can do this. This can happen. I can catch this fish. I can catch different fish on stuff like this. Man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you'd be out and you'd be you'd be all excited catching fish. And the next thing you know, it's getting dark and you're like, man, I gotta hurry up and get my butt, my rear end home. And he uh, said, if not, he said, you better get home before that light comes on. <laughs> And if I was at my grandma's, she was uh, Francis Joe, Josephine, Francis Joe, her, we called her Jojo. This is my Jojo. She's like, Ooh, Dustin, you better go, you're going to go get your own switch. I'm going to get that. I'm going to wear that booty out. <laughs> if I had to get home before dark, I was going to get that switch, boy. <laughs> oh, we, I know what you're talking or the, about. Or the fly swatter or the wooden spoon oh, or whatever. Whatever. She, whatever was around. Whatever my granddad would be laughing. He was a fire chief in town, you know, and he, he, you know, as I got older, I would fish with, with him and my uncles and my dad and everybody. But it was the same, you know, he, he'd be giggling back in there. Mm, that boy, all he would do is fish. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it was, man. Just, I was all up in it, too. That's the, man, that's the, that's the good part about it. Because my, my, my parents, like, he knew. I don't that I was just when I when I was leaving, like when I got on my bike mm-hmm. and I had my rod, he just knew that I was going to fish and he just asked, hey, which bridge you going to? And I'll just pick you up later on. It's like, okay, all right. Yep. And then yep. some days I just been like, okay, well, I'm I ain't catching nothing. I'm gonna stay down here a little bit longer, stay down here a little bit longer, stay down here a little bit longer, you know. Ended up staying out there till freaking it got dark, you know, cars are passing by, people are asking me. Everybody was friendly out there. While you okay? Yeah, you back okay? in that's them southern small towns. It's like you know oh, everybody. Yeah. That's how oh, I yeah. was where I live. Yeah. Yep. What you catch? Sure you catch anything? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Oh, oh, that bike. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody knew because my granddad, everybody said, oh, you, yeah, Chief Nichols' grandson. That that got me in the door to a lot of like farm ponds and like oh yeah. Like the college had a lake that you weren't supposed to fish in, and them security guards would uh would come out there and I said, Hey, no, nah, I said, I'm not gonna keep anything and I won't leave no trash. I said, I'm Chief Nichols' grandson. Y- y'all can call him. At- oh, you Chief Nichols' grandson? Okay, yeah, just don't tell it. Just don't tell nobody I'll let you stay. If my boss come over here, you better you better act like nobody said nothing. <laughs> right? <laughs> just act like you I got, got away with I got away with so much when I was younger, like that, you know, oh, or go because awesome. like now you couldn't do that. You couldn't go oh, knock no. on somebody's door, hey. Is it okay if I have permission to go fish in your pond in the in the back in y'all's in y'all's land? Like yes, a lot of that man. wouldn't happen now. And then back no. then, that was in the in the in the eighties. I'm t- talking my age right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, man, we go. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Kind of reminiscing about that, you know. Man, that's it's awesome, good dude. Stuff, good times. Yeah, man, it is awesome. So, uh, you know, now you're in Mississippi and everything. Um, you moved from South Carolina, pretty much right out of high school. Pretty much right out of high school, man. There was a time that I went back. Uh, I did go back to South Carolina for about 
uh, six months. I was like six months to a year. It was just a back and forth thing. Most of the time I was in South Carolina, but yeah. um, that was uh, that was me just missing home, feeling homesick. Yep. You know, that, it, I got to that point where I was like, you know, I miss my family. I want to go back. You know, I want to just I want to stay around. I want to be around them. But, you know, when I got back, everybody's didn't grow up, everybody's moving off, everybody's leaving, everybody's going to college, everybody's doing it, you know. So I was mm-hmm. like, you know what, I got a, I got a life, you know, I got to, and that's what I want to do, so I got I to gotta live. And, yep. Man. You went and jumped on it. So then now, uh, now Mississippi, uh, what area, what, what waters do you consider your local stuff? And then, um, you know, give us some insight on the fish you target and then some of the tactics, tactics you're using over there, you know, uh, let everybody know about that. All right. So there's, uh, I fish Gulfport, uh, Gulfport, Mississippi. I'm from Gulfport. Um, that's where I stay right. at now. And uh, Gulfport, it, it has a real, really, really good fishery, man. Um, actually, I just recently heard or saw somebody catch a pompano out there, which blew my mind. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So, um, when I when I do when I go out there, uh, I'm usually targeting speckled trout. Uh, most of the times, nine times out of ten, I'm I'm targeting speckled trout unless it's like a tournament or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or if I you know if they if they're real slow, I'll go and play with the redfish and I'll I'll, yeah. I'll go play with some flounder and stuff like that. Uh, but nine times out of ten, it is trout. Man, I love fishing for speckled trout. That's how I am. It's like. <laughs> Man, I enter all these these, you know, the KSS, the kayak saltwater series. I enter those monthly events. I enter some other CPR stuff, and, and I do fish redfish tournaments. And, and in Texas, uh, some most of our trails are live weigh in. You got to like bring them oh, in yeah. alive and all that good stuff. But it's like, man, why am I entering all these redfish tournaments? Because all the redfish I catch are normally bycatch when I'm catching trout. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's like I would much rather be out there getting that thump on or in big old top water blow ups from the trout. Oh yeah, and uh, trying to catch, trying to catch, you know, catch that dirty thirty. I've been, That's I've it. been chasing that the whole that. time, and I've come up a quarter inch short, oh, short many wow. times. That I want one so bad, dude. Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over one hundred thousand boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. I want one so yep. bad. And the thing is, people, uh, I know I can talk to a lot of people, and a lot of people see me fishing Gulfport a lot. Mm-hmm. And the one of the main reasons is, man, like I missed some big trout out there, and I know one of them was probably close to 30 inches. Mm-hmm. And for me to, to to feel that, to know that that trout was around there, I know that he got off. I know that they're around there. So I want one from Gulfport. My thing is, I want to, you know, I want my biggest trout to come from Gulfport. You know, yeah, that would be say real that cool. it, Yeah, I want it to know. And I know, the thing is, I know that there's just about timing, you know, when they're showing up and you know, your presentation, what you're throwing, tactics, like you said, you know, tides, all that, all that stuff plays a, a, a factor. And uh, big time. And y'all's tide swings, y'all, y'all's are pretty much on standard with ours, you know, one or two foot tide swing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yep. They usually uh, one or two foot. Um, sometimes we'll get you know that that tide that gets sucked way way out. And yeah, it's ridiculously low. You know, it's 
them north winds come through real hard in the, in the winter and blow out, blow out. Then you get a little west in it, it blows our water out real. You get a big oh, yeah. marsh dump, you know, and usually like the first part of it's pretty good. Um, oh, yeah. then you got all that low water to deal with, and then it yeah. um, sometimes it does, uh, you know, concentrate the fish in some of the oh, deeper, yeah. deeper uh, parts of the bayous and back lakes and stuff if, if they're still trapped back there, which is actually that's what comes in handy with a kayak because you can actually just get through that skinny water that boats that's can't it. get through to get back to them deeper pockets where them redfish are stacked up in the marsh sometimes that's yep. it <laughs> it's definitely pretty cool uh so yeah so what i was going to get to next was redfish or speckled trout but you pretty much answered that question already there's uh there's nothing like that big old head gill shaking a big old yellow mouth coming out of the water it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it is oh, nothing man. like it i love it man blow up still had trout um over in gulfport i've had trout um, you know how Spanish jump leap way, way out there oh, yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, dude! That was, I mean, some of the funnest time I had is trout fishing, man. It's just, I mean, with them, you I'm just pedaling a paddle tail trying to get it in, and you see a trout jump out like a Spanish, out you, right? Uh-huh. You know, it's like, man, okay. I got them doing top waters like that over here this time of year in the spring going into summer transition. Um, especially they just kind of this last full moon we had, they kind of ended their. We're, we're still spawning and everything. So they're pretty aggressive, pretty feeding, you know, they're pretty active spawning. So they're hungry, especially the bigger females. Oh, yeah. so they're, they're, you know, they're doing the work too. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, they, they be doing, I call it doing cartwheels because they'd be popping up over the, flipping over the top water out oh, of the yeah. water. It'd be two, <laughs> I catch two on a super spook. I was catching like two 20 inch trout the other day. Oh, like my I had two 20 inch trout on one, one top water. They hit it when the other one had it in his mouth. They're like oh. stupid. I'm gonna have to get over there, man. There sometimes over you. here, man. So yeah, <laughs> I, I do like redfish for that 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 drag burn, you know, and them runs oh, yeah. and all that, and then just the the assortment of tackle you can catch them on spinner baits, chatter baits, frogs in the grass, buzz baits. I mean, I've caught them on everything because I like man. to test. I like to test it out. Oh yeah. But, uh, but the thing is, man, what I I adjusted this year to trout was um, throwing some of the bigger you know, seven and eight inch bass swim baits and glide baits, like for the bass side of things. And, and I actually caught some really good fish on those this year. And then I really didn't get to see the full potential because we had that 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 freeze uh, that really freeze, yeah. kind of hurt our fishery and kind of hurt some stuff here further south. Um, you know, got hurt pretty bad. Yeah, man. That but was... uh, you know, the 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 possibilities with with bass lures is 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 crazy because a lot of people don't don't throw them so the fish don't don't see that kind of stuff and you're kind of have a little more better odds at, at a bigger fish coming and eating that and then being in the kayak is another advantage because oh, yeah. the stealth and the the way you can sneak up on them you're not out there waiting because a lot of people here like drive their boats set up on a certain reef and wait and then you're crunching on that shell and if you're just slowly drifting in that kayak and then you're, you're a lot more stealthy approach than, than waiting up on them fish you know yeah, because so, you, I mean, those, yeah, right, right, right there. I mean, there's, yeah. there's, there's been times, man. I mean, I mean, when you, when you catch, and you know, you're stealthy when you catch a trout right there by your kayak. You oh, know, yeah. Right, right there, right. I mean, right beside it. Mm-hmm. it. It's, it's nothing, it's nothing like it. I mean, I've, I've seen people fish, uh, literally the same spots, you know, like come up and, and, fish the same spots in me and try to fish the same area, man. And boats. Yeah. Boats. And literally, man, I'm telling you, not get a single bite. And I, you know, I I had 
being a fisherman, I want to see if they got kids and stuff like that. I want them to catch fish. So, of right. course, I'm, I'm going to tell them everything I'm doing, what I'm doing, yeah. what I'm throwing, how I'm throwing it. Because I want them, I want those kids and I want them to have that same experience that I have. Yes. So they come back, you know, and, and do the same thing. Well, and it's just, you can tell them that and it just won't work, man. It's just that, that you know, that stealth, I guess that's what it is. The stealth that, and then the understanding, the, the like you said earlier about setting up with the, the water movement, the current, the way the fish are going to be set up. You All that comes into play, especially when you're presenting artificial baits at a fish. Absolutely. Um, a lot of people like overlook that and they might not. There's a lot more to it than just giving somebody a spot. Like right. a lot of these YouTube guys are out there spot burning and oh, they list their spots and they do this and they're giving this Patreon crap and they're like paying for these waypoints where they caught their fish. Well, I'm going to tell you, not everybody can just go out there and catch a fish. And that's it. That's it's it. going to be different tidal conditions, different water clarity, different temperature, different barometer barometric pressure different moon phase different everything so all that fact all them factors come down to what you got to be able to do to present that bait to that fish the right way because he might be set up different in the current and he's gonna it's not gonna look natural to him and they're just gonna avoid it so right i mean that's it i, I don't know so mike I, people can try to harp but i don't care I, i'm not a fan of the spot burners on youtube and i said that <laughs> that and what i do <laughs> Like when I'm so a, a tactic, uh, uh, one of the tactics I use to fish for flounder is like I, I do a a hand, like I kind of like a hand thing. So if I'm fishing uh, a a rock, let's say a rock wall that's in front of me, mm -hmm. so I'll this is my cast, and I look at my hand and say, okay, this is my casting points here, 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 here. Mm -hmm. Now, if nothing is there, nothing is there. Those four hits. Now, it's mm -hmm. something may be there. Yeah. But those th that presentation on those four casts or those that fan cast didn't work. Mm -hmm. So now I'm gonna overlap that with casting this way. I'm gonna go parallel to it and I'm gonna uh -huh. cast this way. And then I'm gonna work back just to see if if it's a a, a presentation thing with the yep. current or anything like that. And nine times out of ten, man, I'm telling you, I the other day we went out and caught we I pressed the call fifteen about fifteen flounder, man. Just oh yeah, all off that method. Yes, yeah. you know just. And it was just and like, you, man, it, and for flounder, yeah. you really do got to beat up the area because, you know, they're they're a bottom hugging fish and they're just looking to ambush something right. that comes over them. So right. if you don't get it right over their head, kind of in their eyesight, they're not going to see it. Right. So you really got to break that area down. Just like you say, them grid, that grid pad, pattern, the casting is definitely going to help with them flounder for sure. Definitely. 100%. 100%, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> oh, yeah. So and then what are you fishing a lot? Are you fishing a lot of? A lot of bayous, a lot of rivers, like little um, drains and openings, I'm, or is uh, it like backwater stuff, or is it more like there's no really no grass flats over there, right? Oh, man, rocks. It's more yeah. rocks than anything. Some rocks because, and stuff. Yeah, because it's a, it's it's a harbor, so okay. it's mo it's mostly out uh, what they call out front, and uh, it's it's almost all rocks i mean there's some yeah. there's some flats out there some sand bottom but uh yeah mostly mostly just rocks there's a lot and of rock structure there. a lot yeah. of rocks yeah and it's uh it's and people get and that's a, that's another thing people get a lot you know they get frustrated with um with the rocks out there as far as like trying you know getting snagged up and stuff mm -hmm. like that on the rocks and i, I get it i mean I, I the first time i went out there i lost probably 20 30 dollars in jig heads and stuff like that oh yeah it just took time and you know you kind of learn okay well this is this is how i gotta work just to keep it from getting you know 
in there and getting broken up and keep getting broken off and stuff like that because those trout out there, like you said, man, when they, you know, when it's cold and it's wintertime, man, those trout get in those rocks and they get in there and hunker down. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They try to stay, they trying to stay warm. And if you don't get that stuff right in front of their face, they're not going to, they don't want to work too hard for food. But if it does, you know, if it presents itself to them right, they're going to, they're going to get it. They're going to strike. Eat it. They sure are. Sure are. So what's up with the family time, you know, oh, versus man, versus fishing? Like I, I do, I was wanting to get in that too, because I always like to talk about that too with, um, you know, having a, to balance that between the two, you know, finding time for family and then and, and fishing, you know, like me, it's summer. So now my daughter's out of school, my youngest daughter and my wife's home because she's a teacher. Well, she does some she's a behavioral analysis deal um but yeah during the school year it's like i could fish all i want during the week yeah because my days off during the week you know there's less pressure on the water anyways right so the shift work comes in handy to be being a kayak fisherman or 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 just a fisherman in general and being i have you know there's some sponsor obligations and this and that just like you i was going to get into that with you you know you are part of the hobie fishing team so that's what I wanted to roll into about how how you find balance in um, family and fishing. Well, um, my lovely fiance, uh, I mean, man, first of all, I, I couldn't fish as much as I did uh, without her, you know, understanding like. Yeah, he he's going out and he's going fishing and you know trusting me to to go out and do all this and I she allows me to take my daughter out on my kayak with me you know oh yeah yeah so it's it's like you know I know a lot of moms and stuff like that are like you know you you know, you would never take my daughter out there like that you know I mean, mm -hmm. she trusts you know she trusts me enough to know that we're all we're gonna be safe out there and you know have fun and stuff like that. And then, you know, either after that, after I'm done fishing, it's either only like one day uh, that I'm fishing a week. And then the rest of the time is, is just theirs, you know, uh, yep. she, uh, we go do pretty much anything she want to do. We'll, you know, if she want to lay around the house, we lay around the house, we chill, you know? Yep. Um, but I, I, I try to, I try to just more give her, you know, give her time. Yep. That way I can have time. Yeah. Because I know, because you know? <laughs> me, it's like, you know, I like to try to fish during the week, but I said, like I said, I got to give her a schedule of all the tournaments on the weekends. Right. Because you know? yeah. if some, some of the weekends I'm working and I'll have to, I'll take those days off to fish a tournament, or sometimes I'll be on nights and I'll fish right after I get off work. Right. <laughs> fish yeah. a tournament. Oh, just yeah. so I can fish a tournament that weekend and it isn't a weekend where I'm off. But like you said, you know, we just got to, you got to balance that stuff, man. And, you, you know, with yeah. a good, you know, we couldn't fish as much without a good woman by our side. You That's know? it, man. And then, and then still having time to spend with the kids and, and do stuff like that. You know, my daughter's involved in volleyball. She's on her middle school cheer team. So, you know, the evening games and all that, I love that because I still, oh, yeah. you know, I can still fish and then still got time to fish in the morning and pick her up from school sometimes or, or, or actually sacrifice that morning bite to take her and take her to school, you know, Oh yeah, and then, and then go after I drop her off, which is, that's just the balance you got to find. And it, you know, yeah. 
You got and you that gotta all have comes it. with it, you know. Like they say, happy wife, happy life. That's so it. You take care you, of business, and then you can fish. That's it. You gotta, you gotta have that balance. You got to have it because if not, I mean, you, some people, some people's relationships end, or you know, some people's families aren't just, you know, they aren't happy, or, or you know, they it ends up being a bad situation when you when you don't have that balance, you know. Yeah. When you don't have that balance, it ended up it ended up being real bad. Or you know, a whole bunch of issues. So. That can break down pretty quick if, yeah. if uh, communication and 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 balancing things, you know. But like it, like this, you know. Like for me, and I don't know if you're the same. But this isn't a hobby anymore. <laughs> this is. Uh, no, I mean, this no, is something this is... I, I make a little money off of running. You know, I'm part of Jackson. I'm their team manager for the South Region. I got some tackle companies I represent and some. Some some stuff with the KSS. I'll do the communications for them, um, oh, yeah. you know. And it's just it, I make a little money on the side, so it's actually a, some little gigs, you know. Right. Yeah. And, so and that's and when that's, it comes down as being I, I got to juggle this too and juggle that, and it, I mean it does get overwhelming at times. But you just got to dig deep, <laughs> you know. I would love to just be able to do something in the kayak or fishing industry full time and get away from that plant life I'm in oh, right dude, now working at a chemical plant. I would just love to do that. That would um, be great. That's what I'm working towards, dude. To be honest with you, that's what I want. Like, that's that's what I want to do. Like, I want to be able to, you know, they say when you wake up in the morning and if you don't wake up in the morning and smile and jump and be ready to go do your job, you, you, it's, you, you're not happy, you know? You're not happy. Yep. And I feel like, you know, kayak fishing, man, it's, I don't consider that a job, you know, and somebody told me that, you know, if you, if you, when you don't look at it as a job and you love doing it and you make money or you make a profit yeah. or you make a living off doing it, then, you know, you, that's what it's all about, you know, yeah. and that's where, that's where I'm trying to get to, you know, where I can wake up and say, okay, man, I'm going out here to kayak fish to have fun, to, mm -hmm. to, you know, to just go out there and do what I love, yeah. you know, and that's and, it. We, we're, we're a wild bunch. I mean, the camaraderie is great in the community. You know, I was talking to some somebody earlier and I said, you know, the whole the whole deal starts with the clubs, like the Facebook groups, like the kayak fishing groups and the club. Oh, yeah. And that's the grassroots of, of of the like starting to have some little participation stuff in tournaments. But like, you know, we, we go hard. We hardcore. Oh, yeah. I'll wake up at two <laughs> o'clock in the morning, load my stuff up and drive four hours to a tournament Dude. and then fish all day and then drive home. Last weekend, <laughs> just just last weekend, we woke up at twelve thirty. We woke up at twelve thirty in the morning. Got everything. Well, we we had stuff loaded up from the day before. Got up, left, went to Navarre Beach. Oh went yeah, out there cause the and, pygmies coming up. Yeah, so we went out there. To, we went and got we, some pre fishing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, that place there. looks legit. That whole. Dude. Oh man, we going it, off topic here, but uh, <laughs> dude, I, that's next weekend. It's it's uh right. Is it next? It's the nineteenth. Twelfth? No, the nineteenth. Yeah, follows oh. follows the weekend. Yep. Dang. Yeah. I got a tournament on Rayburn that day. Oh, I'd man. love it. Uh, we got a, We got some guys from Texas heading over there. Yeah. Uh, we got yeah, a good man. little contingent uh, from Texas uh, group heading over there, so they should be good to go. I would love to. It. I got. You know, I I, I like to do the, the you know offshore stuff too. We got some good stuff over here. Actually, today was a was a great day. We had a couple people go out and get some nice kings and some snapper. Heck I saw yeah, some man. post earlier, but do that reef off Navarre. That looks legit. Dude. Like some some cobia. There's some I, and the, the little the um 
You can get some Dorado moving, some dolphin every now and then, <laughs> selfish close, yeah. big Wahoo. tarpon like certain times a year. Because I know them boy, uh, Brandon Barton and Ben Parrott and all them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're Hobie guys too. Oh, uh, Donnie. Oh, yeah. Yep. All them and Matt Van lives over that way. He'll be around. Oh, uh, that should be good times over there for that pygmy. The tournament. It's, it's gonna you know? be good. And that guy that dude, that guy that runs that's a hoot. I should have him on this show. And get, <laughs> oh, dear. I should try to get him on here too and see what's up. If I had to talk he, he to has him, some man. Crazy graphics and all that stuff. Yeah, my boy Tracy talks to him a little bit. Tracy Debman, he's on Hobie also. Uh, he's from South Padre area uh, over here. I, he'll be making the track over there. Okay, I'm bummed okay. I can't make them. I'm gonna I'm put that on the list for next year. Yeah, dude, you next should. Man. Year, it, I'm gonna put it on the list. It is awesome, dude. I'm telling you, man. I had so much fun out there last year. The last two years that we fished it, man, it's just been amazing, man. Like yeah. the, the the just the fish. Every time I went out there, I've caught different fish. I've caught mm-hmm. you know nice fish every time. I mean, I caught a 37 inch red snapper from out there, man. Oh yeah. Giants. <laughs> Giants. Big big. That's a big one. Yeah. That's a big, that's a big mama. <laughs> on a kayak too. On Think a about kayak. That. On a kayak. <laughs> yes, sir. So as far as you know, fishing goes, no matter where you're at, offshore, inshore, um, you know, I, I like to bring it up and talk about different things. Uh guests do as far as organization. Um, you know, and how important is that to you? you know, once on the water to know where everything is and have everything situated on your kayak. Are you, are you a stickler for, for having everything in the same spot? Cause I know some of my friends are, I just got stuff strode everywhere. Dude, that I'll be honest with you, man. That is me. I am that guy. I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to even, I don't shit code or nothing like that. I am that guy. Like I'll, I'll go, like I'll go fishing and do everything will be perfect. I don't know where everything is. I'll, and you're like, okay, I'm going to keep this stuff together. When I get out there and everything's gonna be all right. When I get out there, they're like, okay, I'm throwing this. Oh, I need to try this. I want to try this. I'm throwing this mm-hmm. and I'm throwing that. And I was like, okay, well, that ain't working. So I'll end up just you know, taking it off, kind of change over real quick and try to change something else or work it for a little while and change it something else. And by the time I know it, man, uh, between me snacking and between me mm-hmm. freaking changing baits and stuff like that, dude, I've got stuff all over my kayak. And it's just yeah. like, man, okay. All right, well, I'll have to get this together here in a little while, shortly, you know. I'm but the same I'll, way. I'll have some lures and stuff strolled around, but normally I'll have my boxes and all that will be organized oh, yeah, with what yeah. I plan to use for the day, Right. you know. And then people are always like, man, what you got five rods for? So, Because bass fishing, I'll have 10 sometimes, depends on what I want to, you know, what body of water I'm fishing, what I've found pre-fishing. And, but I'll have, you know. I have a bunch of like five different rods, pop a cork, you know, a chatterbait, top water. Oh, yeah. A weedless plastic, a regular open, you know, screw lock jig head plastic, or, you know, just like the ice strike stuff. Um, I really like their jig heads with the different colored eyes they offer. Oh, yeah. Um, and then like a rip bait, and then maybe like a wake bait or something, depending on what I'm targeting. And it's like, wait, well, I don't want to have to retie when the right. fish are doing something different, and right. I can just reach behind me in my crate and just grab it real quick and right. get after and I, it. And I got, you know? I got, I got like that. Um, it was like, okay, uh, I want to throw top water, but I need a top water. I need a top water rod because I don't want to change over my rod. Yes. So I'll, I'll right. go buy, I'll go buy one. And yep. I'll have that one. So, okay, well, I want a soft plastic and I want to throw soft plastic just strictly for soft plastics. Yep. And I don't want to change over. 
And then that's when you get in, like some people say, you know, oh, fishing's expensive. And I never realized yep. it until, mm-hmm. you know, I start getting into, okay, well, the, 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 or like you said, the organization of things when you know you need this and it can save you time if you had it already rigged up and you don't have to cut off and do it. You right. know what I'm saying? And, and like you said, different rods, uh, you know, I, I have different, my, my rods for my plastics are way different, especially for like a 16th and 8th ounce little right. weed, weedless hooks that I'm throwing smaller, uh, you know, fluke style baits or little paddle tails, little smaller stuff to downsize. Um, you need something with a little lighter line, a little lighter action, you know, so you can feel it, feel that bite too. Um, and then the top water rod is going to be a little different. And then my top water rod I use for redfish has a little bit more backbone than the one I use for my for trout fishing. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's just different things like that that just come into play too, you know, that, that you know what, which rods rip where and rigged up the right way. And, you know, sometimes it gives a pain to remember, oh, what size line I got on there? Right. So yeah. some of the, I know some real, some of my lose have a little dial and I can set it with. Um, some of them do, some of them don't. But it's always like, yeah, I think I got 15 pound braid on there with 15 pound fluoro. And then some of them is like, oh, there's 20 on that one. And then I try to remember and it's stuff. It gets confusing. It, 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 it'll, it'll get you like, okay, well, I think, and I think I got 15 on this one. I think I got, all right, 20. And it's okay. Well, I'm gonna use this one for. It's like, man, I bought I bought a setup strictly this year for throwing at jacks. Mm-hmm. Like just you know, like jacks, just in case they come in or something like that. Yeah, because um, they're they're fun to catch. You know, I don't like eating them. But. No, 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 definitely not. No, absolutely. Shark bait. <laughs> but yeah, they're fun to catch on when they jack a top water. Ooh, oh, yeah. man, it's fun. It's fun, dude. It is fun. And that just goes like I said, just setups and stuff. It's another setup to bring. Like you said, uh, I, I'll the only I think I take. You said you take about five rods out when you go four or five normally. Four or five. Yeah. I think I take about seven. <laughs> I can I can oh, take I that many at times for sure, especially I if I have a spoon and something else too. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, because that's a deadly bait for redfish on the flats out oh, here. Too. Dude, I know. Little bitty gold spoon, man, just burning it. <laughs> kill them with the gold spoon and the, and the. I bet y'all kill them out there on the weight baits on the flats too, man. Oh yeah, as long as there's not a lot of floating grass, because if oh, there's yeah. a lot of floating grass, it, it becomes like weird. To, you can't really set up and fish crosswind. You got to set up and fish into the wind or with the wind. So because when the wind gets start blowing that floating the floating grass, it kind of forms lines in the waves and like you can throw in between it where it don't. But if you try to fish across it, it gets all caught up. Oh, like man. it's weird. Sometimes that grass on the flats floats, you know, from the motion and stuff. So there's some yeah. little tricks, but a lot <laughs> of times in weight baits in the in the back lakes. That's what it's at. Oh, where the grass man. isn't quite floating, it's still submergent, and they're all in little pockets, and you're burning that weight bait over that. Boom. Oh, they Ooh. come up just thumping. Man. I love I love throwing a weight bait too. I like burning them. It's fun. <laughs> fun, 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 fun. So yeah, that getting into organization, we're gonna kind of talk a little bit about rods. I, I normally do something called pick three. So uh say we're targeting speckled trout and you have three rods, you're gonna have only three. What are they gonna be? Spin cast or bait cast, and uh what kind of setup are you gonna have? Um and lures tied on those three rods. Go. <laughs> All right. So I got um I got a defender. Um uh, with a Daiwa uh, TS, I believe. Uh, 
And it's, I got it paired with, I'll, I'll go light um, with a, I got 12 pound, I use 12 pound mono and uh, I'm using a high water wild thing, mm-hmm. uh, soft plastic swim bait. And I use that setup a lot at usually, you know, when the tide is not, is not ripping. Cause they, like I said, that's real light line and yep. uh, I can feel everything and just, it, it's, it's, it's perfect for that area. Cause it, 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 it sinks, it's slow that, that mono sinks slow for me. So I don't mm-hmm. have to worry about it sinking too, too fast. Yep. And, um, uh, my other one, I'll use my DOA. I pair it with a Lose. Uh, I think it's a uh, Lose L. Is it the? L? I don't know if it's a. Is there? A, I don't want to get it wrong, man. I'm 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 trying to <laughs> make sure I get it right. Oh, it's I think all it's good. A L, it's a L something. I'm not sure, man. The um, casting or spin cast. Casting all casting rods, casting man. rod, use, and yeah. it's a seven foot, seven three, seven six nine. It's uh seven foot. I, I like using all, so, yeah, I yep. like using all seven foot rods. Um, I really don't like to go under seven foot just because it's it's for me that I can cast a lot better, yeah, uh, with the with my seven foot rod on the kayak. Um, and there's a there's I got a vendetta. Uh, casting oh, yeah. rod paired with a uh, Abu Garcia SX, mm-hmm, the Revo uh, SX, Revo SX. Yeah, when I got uh, I also got twelve pound on that. Well, fourteen now because I use that for um, like my top orders for yeah. uh, casting and trout and stuff like that. And those are my three. Like those, those right there are my three go to baits. Yeah, big go tos. Yep. Yeah, like the that high, that high water uh, swim bait and what DOA. Uh, kind of the, DOA? the DOA shrimp, the clear shrimp, DOA shrimp, the clear yeah. near clear DOA shrimp, and then exactly. the top water. What kind of top waters do you prefer? Um, I usually throw um like the the she dogs, um, she dogs, and the the uh not too many more. I mean, I like the she dogs just because they're so loud, man. They make they a, are they loud got, and they got, got a, they got high and low pitch. They got a pitch to them, right? You yeah. know, I I like those over here for. Sometimes in the summer, um, man, I'm just a, I'm a stickler for the one knocker, just that deep one yeah. rattle in there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a stickler for that. And then sometimes they don't want they don't want nothing. They just don't want nothing. They'll just right. come up and swirl at them. You're like, oh, guess I better throw plastic back in there. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> they get silly sometimes, you know. But oh, yeah, the top off blow ups for trout is is hard to beat. You know, hard to beat. And then the winter time when they hit the corkies and the the twitch baits and all that that's oh yeah there's nothing else like that thump when they and when they really they really when you're just slow twitching and just pausing and then just waiting for it and kind of reel up your slack and then all of a sudden it's like bam they almost ripped oh, the rod out yeah. the to do Snatched that them. there's uh um, all day <laughs> you ever use those uh those paul brown devils I've I've just yep. got into like using those recently, um, you know, kind of trying to figure them out. And man, it's been it's been working kind of good for me, man, over here. Yeah, the devils uh, uh, are the ones with the single treble. Then you got the cor- the fat boy, and then the original corky, and then you got the soft iron and the soft iron XL. Um, they make kind of they've kind of based those baits all off of that original corky, and then that original fat boy. Um, that's why I'm saying I bend that fat boy, I bend the nose down a little more, yeah. and I'll fish. Them. 
in, in the harbor, like the harbor areas, like you're talking about, we have some two that have like, it's like three, four, five foot shelves. And then it drops off like 17 into the boat channels. Oh. And I'll, I'll throw those fat boys and devils out there and count them down and just twitch them along the bottom in the winter and just get crushed. Oh man. <laughs> and around structure too, you know, you got to worry oh, yeah. about loose, but around the rock structure, you know, five to seven foot around reefs and rock structure in the winter. Those cool corky fat boys, you know, they make some awesome colors of the rod, um, the rod shop here in my town, Waterloo, who actually is a supporter of the show. And um, he's my rod sponsor. They get they have some great custom colors. Uh, you know, those those things are tough to beat, you know. And you're like, man, what's when's the trout ever eat anything pink? But you'd be surprised and they glow pink face oh. begin. <laughs> yes, sir. And that's that's what's that's almost what color the uh the wild thing is for me, man. It, it's it's a pink with like a green, like a green top, almost yeah. kind of sort of like uh, it's 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 nice, man. It's uh it has a uh it's pretty good. I mean, it's almost like a, a electric chicken color, but it has oh, a yeah. pink, you know, a little pink. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they want them bright colors, and sometimes they want the natural. You know? Oh yeah. Sometimes they want something like chicken off the chain or something, <laughs> right. uh, whatever they call it. There's all kind of colors. Texas Roach, La Cucaracha, Texas Glory. I got a color that I did collaborated with Grande called Cajun Kool-Aid. It's like a lime green, but it's got purple, lime oh. green and purple. It looks real good, especially in that little, you know, tannic water. Um, you know, just a white silver flake like a bone with gold you know oh, that's yeah. that's all my go-to colors right there i that's think right. i got about five or six that i just have on rotation and kind of have with me uh something i'll have a light color you know super light you know and then i'll have a natural color and i'll have some darker colors for depending on water conditions what i run into so that's you know so. you know anybody out there new beginning and all that you know you just just remember you know that lighter water you want something a little lighter you know as the water color varies and changes, you want to give them something a little bit darker and kind of in between, you know, you can fit, get away with both or a natural presentation, natural color presentation. Um, you got anything else you want to share with anybody? Uh, tips, beginners, you know, getting out on the water for the first couple of times or something, you know, something to uh, help them out. Well, I'll tell you, man, um, don't be afraid to like try stuff, you know, like don't, don't be afraid to like, you know, if you were catching fish on, you know, a bait last week, they may not be biting that bait. You know, they may not be. It may be different. You may have to switch up tactics and you may have to switch up styles. I, I guess what I'm saying is just don't be afraid to to change, you know, to adapt to your, your, your situation and surroundings and conditions and all that stuff that you have going on out there. I know some people are just like straight sticking with, you know, what they know and all that other stuff, but. Sometimes you just gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta change it up. Yeah, and um, it's 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 tough to do, you know. But sometimes, most of the time, you know, just a little change, it, it it works, it works. So for you know, people to just just getting out, you know, don't be discouraged. You know, if you go out one week and catch something, and then the next week you go out and you don't, you know, you don't hammer them like you did last week. Uh, yeah. It's just different, you know, different different stuff going on, different tide changes, different, you know. Uh, all uh, the variables current. that are involved. Exactly right. what you're saying right there. Don't right. get discouraged. Your your time on the water is what's going to reward you with the right. benefit, you know, and learning the learning process. It it, it takes time. 
you know, and then listening, um, soaking in info from from people like yourself right. and and just and, and figuring it out, you know, and just, you know, use you can use YouTube as a learning tool. You can use Google Maps and look at your areas and and, and go back on historical um, data photos and look at, say, like when the water was blown out the year before and you can see the the changes in the reefs or, or the structure. And then you can visualize that and mark it or remember, oh, next time I'm there, I need to look at that area there because there were some submerged rocks right there that at a higher tide will have water over it. And I need to present my bait that way over there. And then like you can start using those tools. All right. Um, you know, so anything to help somebody, I mean, if they just gain one thing, you know, from an article I write or, or a post, I talk about something, I'm happy. You know, I'm happy with that because I, I, you know, I love to be a help to somebody on the water too. same deal, you know, for sure. It's, it's, Word, it's for the, for the people that just, you know, that, that don't, you know, they see that, that progression. I was, yep. I was once that beginner, you know, like I was mm -hmm. once that beginner. So it's, it takes it takes time, you know. It, it takes time to to you know get out there and actually learn, you know, what you want to do and how you want to do it. Yep, yep. And don't 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 uh you know look up a local guide service or an outfitter right. that offers kayak tours. If you don't have a kayak, get out there and try it. You know, there's plenty of those out there. And and if you have to start out with the, you know. Go to Academy or, or Walmart and buy buy a small kayak to get started. Hey, do you, man? That's that's how you got to get on the water. More right. power to you, you know. That's how you're gonna start yeah. out. Don't let you know all this stuff from Facebook or these groups or that, you know, get to you. Go out there and do do it out, do it on your own, man. Don't don't worry about it, you know. But but there there'll be people out there that will help you. So yeah, that's it. That's all part of it right there. It's growing in that, that grassroots level. That's where it starts right there. So yes, that's cool, 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 cool. Yes, All right, sir. man. Well, we about to wrap this up, man. See, it's already been almost fifty minutes. Oh <laughs> man, get the rolling. Talk about fun, fishing. Man. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Do this all day, man. Oh, I know. I could just <laughs> like my wife said when I started doing this. She, she tells everybody I could talk the paint off of a wall. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, at the end, we like for our guests to be able to uh, plug, you know, sponsors and uh, give some shout outs at. So, uh, yeah, take the stage, brother. All right. So, uh, uh, over here in Gulfport, Mississippi, um, those guys are awesome. Who was um, that again? If everything kayak and bicycle. Everything kayak. Over here All right. Gulfport. Right on. Okay. Uh, yeah. Over here in uh, Gulfport, Gulfport, Mississippi, those guys are awesome. Um, they, you know, if you're looking to, you know, we're just talking about if you're looking to get into a kayak and, uh, you know, you don't, you won't, you don't, you have never been in one, then, you know, you can go to everything kayak and, you know, they have a pool there that they can put you in a kayak ah. and let you, you know, let you pedal around or let you paddle around, let you get there a field you go. see if you like it or not, you know, and, uh, that's, that's really, you know, that's an awesome awesome thing to have you can you know you know how you're gonna like the the kayak before you get out there on the water right there yep so uh that's a that's a really 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 awesome <laughs> store um also 
Um, I want to give a shout out to Hobie for making me a team member. I surely appreciate it so much. I can't wait to show the Hobie team what I can do the rest of this year. What what they expect yeah. out of me, I'm going to blow that out of the water. There you go. <laughs> I got there you some go, plans my man. for some big things. I, I got I got plans for some big things uh, coming up, and uh, hopefully it work out for me and. We'll be good with that. Um, Want to give a oh, shout yeah. out to oh, yeah. High Water also. Um, High Water Fishing Lures, a company out of Louisiana that uh, I'm sponsored by. Uh, they make a lot of soft plastics. Um, yep. Uh, they make a lot of. Uh, they make some freshwater baits <clears throat> for uh, mm -hmm. bass and stuff like that, like creature baits and stuff like that. Uh, real good company. Real durable plastics. It is awesome. I throw them every time I go fishing. Um, and shout out to Burley Pro. Uh, they are an accessory uh, company that builds uh, like mounts uh, for like to protect your kayak. So yep. like bumper bumper boards or like uh, they got one uh, to protect shield. the fins. They got right. uh, little shields for the your fish finders. All that. What good is stuff. it? Uh, Martin get. Givens, Martin Givens, Giddens. Giddens. Martin Giddens. Yeah. <laughs> Out of Australia. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Crazy, man. <laughs> awesome guy. <laughs> awesome guy, man. Oh, dude, it's awesome. But I think, let's see. Uh, ah, shout out to, it's not, it's not a sponsor or anything like that. Yeah. But. Couldn't, like I said, I couldn't be able to do this without the man above, you know, like I couldn't oh, yeah. I wake up. I couldn't, you know, I, I thank him for letting me wake up and be able to move and be able to out here and do this fishing stuff. Man. Uh, oh, yeah. A lot of people. Put, oh, these fish he gave us is water. Right. This everything, earth, everything you know? man. Got to give everything. grace to God, you know, That's for it. sure. Yes, sir. Can't can't That's live it. without that. That's it. That's it. Truth right there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Well, yes, sir. All right, man. Well, we're going to. Wrap this up, my brother. I appreciate you coming on and and, and uh, chatting with me about fishing, about your area, and uh, letting everybody learn a little bit about yourself there. And uh, you know, there we have Matt Mitchell, Hobie fishing team, <laughs> great all around angler. You know, he did well in our our uh, trout tournament we had at the beginning of the year. He oh, came a little one for the money. I was, I was I was pretty stoked when I saw he was from Mississippi putting up them trout like that. I was like, man, oh, I was, man I, look I, at that. The big ones didn't move in until the end. Like the day after, I was like, oh my god, I'm catching 25s and I'm catching 24 inches, and I was like, oh, they just moved in, man. I was like, the big ones just settled in. Ah, yep. But you know, next time, man. And in the freeze. In the freeze, yeah. In the that, freeze put a hurting on me. Man. Oh. oh. It's all good. We're going to have another one. <laughs> we'll have another one coming up here pretty soon. Hopefully so. I'm looking forward to it, dude. I'm looking yep. forward to it, man. Sure will. Well, all right, man. Well, we appreciate you coming on. And uh, once again, thanks to all the listeners. And if you want to follow Matt on Instagram, it's right there. It's uh, Matt double underscore Mitchell and then four underscores. It's right there on the screen. If you're watching the video, it'll be tagged. I'll tag it in the in the post too. We'll do an Instagram post and all that good stuff. Check it out right down there. Y'all give him a follow. Thanks again for uh 
all the sponsors of the show, uh, Palafin Network. Uh, thanks for bringing us on board, Waypoint TV. And uh, we'll catch y'all on the flip. Oh, yeah. All right. Later, later. Later, later. <laughs>